You are now listening to The Harmonious Hustle, where we redefine what it means to be a woman on fire. I'm Nicole Sylvester, best-selling author and success coach for boss babes ready to make bold moves. In this podcast, we'll discuss all things purpose, pleasure, and profits. You should know, I am obsessed with sparking unrealistic upgrades in your life and business. It's my true intention to convince you to say, hell yes, to your wildest dreams. If you and I haven't connected yet, I would love to hear from you. Let's connect on Instagram. And while you're there, be sure to check out my free Money Energetics training series. Scope my page while you're there for other freebies and support. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Today, I am sharing Amanda Silvis with you. And Amanda has a brand, Do It Like You, That's her tagline, and I love it because, of course, there's only one of you. She shares some vulnerable moments and also some exciting, pivotal moments where she decided that she was going to step out on her own and lead women to understanding their own way of loving themselves and to being more confident. And she actually created a beautiful two-day event that's coming up in Vegas. I'm going to be speaking at it. We have a link for it in here, and I just want to remind you that there's a discount code if you use my name, Nicole. And if you're in the Vegas area, definitely join us. Or if you're able to get away this weekend, join us. I would love to have you. Now, before we get to Amanda's share, which I'm telling you, you're going to get something really beautiful out of it. I want to just remind you that I started the Harmonious Hustle podcast community in Facebook. So if you play on Facebook, come join us. Even if you don't really hang out on Facebook, but you want to come over and hang in there, I invite you to. But also, I'm doing five days of free business coaching. So we're doing five days and we're going to go through your brand clarity, charging for your services, money mindset on one day. I'm going to help you really notice where you're holding yourself back and where you can really jump forward. So we're doing five days, it's totally free. We're also giving away money, which is always a fun thing, and some tickets to Harmonious Hustle Live. So if you are down to come and get inspired, and if you have a business and you know that you can do more and you know that there's this next level, which, hint, there always is, then come join us. So go over to my website, come over to my Instagram, Facebook. I'm going to be throwing this all over the place. So jump in and let me know that you're in there so I can look for you and say hello. I love to connect with you guys. You guys, I love creating this podcast and I love to hear from you. It means the world to me. Enjoy the show. All right. So we are here with Amanda Silvis and I'm so excited to bring her on. And in fact, we were emailing and I said, you know what? Are you available this week? Because we got to get you on the podcast like ASAP. So that was how important it was to me. So thank you so much, Amanda, for squeezing in and jumping on. Thank you for squeezing me in. I know you are a busy lady making so much tremendous impact. And so I'm just honored to be able to be on your amazing platform and connecting with you and all of the amazing women that you serve in your community. Oh, I know. Well, you brought me on your podcast. That's where we like first really connected couple that was like in the summer yeah that was around my book launch yeah that was last year and we barely knew each other and by the end of the conversation we were best friends and I was like how can I get (laughs) around this woman even more I we had just connected on such like a soul level and I loved it yeah that was so good I know it was good so I love how that's the power of women just showing up and being open you just can go in and that goes into what you teach is bringing women together and self-love. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and why you love it. So I have an interesting background on how everything kind of started and transpired for me in my career. I speak on self-love, authenticity, uh, figuring out who you are as a human being and your identity as just you and how that can transpire into your relationships, your life, your professional life, your career, everything along those lines, and really doing the internal work. And this kind of all started when I was feeling very unfulfilled in work that should be fulfilling. And maybe some of you can totally resonate with this when you're just doing something that used to light up your soul or that's making tremendous impact in the lives of others, but 
maybe you're playing a role that's not as fulfilling to you. So you feel bad about feeling bad yeah. <laughs> about where you're at in your life. And you look and you're like, but wait, I created everything in my life to this moment. Why am I so unfulfilled and unhappy and just putting on a face to mask it and feel just so alone in my journey? And I just, I just remember feeling so scared to open up to my husband because we had built a brand and a business together and I was helping mm. him make tremendous impact in the lives of the other people. And that's how you and I got to meet. And my husband has a brand called be that 1%. And it was a mantra that was born out of him. Like back in 2013, when he was going for his passion and pursuing his dreams. And he was like, I can't give up, even though this is so hard. And I get so many no's, I can't give up. I have to be that 1% that stays the course. And that makes my, my goals and my dreams happen. And I was like, uh, you have something here. So I went reserved the domain names, all the social media handles, like barely when like, you know, there were anything with Facebook ads had never even been created yet. So I didn't even yeah. know what we had, but I loved the name. And after we got married um, in 2016, I started the new year in 2017, full force making be that 1% a phrase and a business and a brand that just could resonate with so many people that so many people could adopt. And so we built that business together from zero to six figures in literally a year and a half. And that. yeah. And then we started a podcast together and I kind of inserted myself from behind the scenes to the front of the scenes. And as we did the podcast together and grew that to 70 countries and just started hearing from different people that it was impacting. And then I would do episodes on certain topics that I really loved. And then I started creating um, more platforms for me to speak on and creating more events for the things that I was interested in. As I began to use my own voice and show up for myself and speak up for myself, I started finding this love for self-love and this love for the craving of authenticity and realness and identity. And I created my own mantra of do it like you. And so that's been my like speaking platform, like my mantra is, is to be able to make sure that I'm living in integrity with who I am because there's so much noise, so much comparison, so much like ideal picture perfectness on social media that I was just like, gosh, you just have to stay true to you. And even in business or even in relationships, we look from the outside in. We don't see the inside. We don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. And yeah. we, we try it this way or we try it that way. And we look for guidance so much outside of ourselves. But I was like, you know what? we forget to look for the guidance and the answers from within and to be able to stand in who we are completely. And in order to do that, you got to ask the tough questions like, who are you and what do you want? And what does it mean to be just you? And I had to ask myself, what does it mean to be just Amanda? Not Amanda, the business owner, not Amanda that's on be that 1%, not Amanda, the wife, but just me. And that was yeah. super hard to answer, but I'm glad I've done the inner work. And because I've done it and this is like my journey that I'm on and constantly challenging myself, I get to meet other women and other men along their journey and start helping them understand what self-love is. Because I think it's, it's trending right now, so to speak. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's trending right now and it's a cool topic to talk about. But people come to me and they're like, so what is self-love? And I love coming to your workshops, but they don't realize like we get deep real fast. This isn't like just go take a bubble bath, make some time for you. No, this is getting to love you and in order to love you, you got to get to know you. So that's yeah. the journey and the mission that I've been on. I love that. And I like with be that 1%, it was, you were like right on the front of the photo, right? On the image. That's how yeah. I know be the 1% podcast. Are you still on there? I didn't even know if you like. We, so we just took it off. Um, season two is uh, for this year. And James is doing the podcast himself. I'll, I'll come in as kind of like a guest or do something from time to time. But it was a really hard decision to separate myself from my husband's platform because I felt as I was starting to step into my own voice and really figure out what was resonating with me and the people I wanted to impact. I felt like in one part of me, I was talking to this person and being this role. And another part of me, I was talking to this person and being this role. And then another one. So I had like three different people I was being and three yeah. different messages I was sharing. And I was like, if I want to be great, if I truly want to make sure that I'm making an impact in self-love and authenticity, I only need to be doing that. And as hard as it is to talk to my husband about those things, as hard as it is to speak up for what it is that you want and what you feel is calling on your heart, I knew that 
it would help him too because we were sharing a platform and I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if everything you wanted to create and for everything you thought in your head, if you wanted to interview someone, if you wanted to go in that direction, you could just do it. You didn't have to be limited by checking in with me and being like, Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, what do you think about that? I was like, if you want to do something, you want to create it, just go create it. Be completely unlimited with everything you want to create and experience. And don't let me hold what you feel be that 1% could be. And so that was, that was the kind of separation of it. And so we've started to rebrand now everything as just him. And now I'm going to take everything I'm doing away from the umbrella and just do me. And it beautifully complements what we're both stand for and what we're both doing. So I can see ourselves inserting him coming into my stuff from time to time when it compliments and me coming into his stuff when it compliments. And I think we can be so strong individually, but yet together at the same time in a way that we've never experienced before. I like, because I follow both of you and I see both of your things. Like I, I agree just how powerful it is that, you know, James gets to fully go in his, you know, whole, this like intense masculine, like getting people to be that 1% because be that 1% is a strong term, you know, (laughs) but then do it like you is also such a powerful thing because sometimes in the chase to, you know, have this happen or that happen, we somehow just like forget to do it like us and we want to do it like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we're looking for the how. Yeah. And I, I think that's something that's, I, I've really started to work on both the feminine and the masculine work and the masculine part and the control part of us wants to know how, how can we make this happen? How can we make this work? What are other people doing? What's the strategy in place? And so we're always looking to the outside of us for that guidance. And so we end up copycatting or mirroring or picking up different things from people and then trying them on for ourselves. But the feminine part of us, that's, that's the do it like you part. That's you listening within and seeing like, and checking within, does this feel right in my body? What is my, what are my emotions saying? What is my body saying? Like, does this feel right? Does this feel like me? And that's the feeling part. That's the part that we forget to step into. And that's the part that I forget to trust. And that's been the journey of like trusting within so that the external world will match what the internal world is speaking. Would you say that that part of you was really like, came alive or you became aware of it when you were in the be that one percent and showing up in that environment like kind of in that push and like show all the way up vibe yeah we were like we were it was um october 27 or october uh 2017 i was at an event called thrive in vegas that's put on yeah put on by cole and sonia hatter just a great awesome couple like doing amazing things in the entrepreneurial space And they had their event in Vegas and I'm in Vegas. So it was like a win-win. And I told James, I need to go away for me to, I just need to go to this event for me. Like I'm the, I'm on the back end, the business development, the strategy, all of that. So I feel like this is my platform to really tune in and just find the answers that I've been seeking. And like, why isn't this working? Let me try this for the business. Nope. That, that doesn't feel right. Let me try this for the business. Nope. That doesn't feel right. Like you're just trying all these things when you're at these beginning stages of really trying to gain momentum and it just feels Like you look at everybody else on like their level 20 and your level one and you're like, what am I doing wrong? Oh yeah. (laughs) But you realize like, this is like the perfect like image. We were just talking about this earlier, earlier. I'm sure people have seen on social media, the image of Jeff Bezos of Amazon, him and his, this like crappy little office, like spray painted Amazon on the wall. And it's just him. Yeah. And it's saying you can't compare your level one to someone else's level 20. But that's Seriously. what I was doing completely unconsciously and unaware of what, where people are along their journey. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to this entrepreneur event. I'm going to you know, thrive, make money matter. I want to make sure that we're making an impact and the money that we're bringing in is like serving our community and all of this stuff. So I felt like it was in alignment. And when I was there, something just hit me in my soul and resonated with me that I need to make sure that I am checking within. And the whole phrase, do it like you, was born in that weekend. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I came back to James at the end of that weekend and was like, you know what, this is what spoke to me. And I think I need to start, I think for our event that's coming up it, at the end of the month, we need, I need to be on stage. I need to be an MC. I need to be something in the light because this is what I feel I'm not meant to play the behind the scenes. I love I'm it. Not, I, I need to make sure that I'm shining and stepping into my light. And so we cheers and we, 
where, you know, had a great meal and we had like some just amazing visions, um, that night. And then the morning we woke up to all the news of the shooting oh and my that gosh. night, that night when we were cheersing over a glass of champagne and made a delicious meal and like really toasting to the future of everything that I was about to step into the most tragic thing in our community was happening. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because I am a very spiritual person and I feel like certain things will happen or you'll see certain signs. And I have only seen probably three different times in my life, a uh, praying mantis. And that just like signifies extreme transformation about to happen. And that night when we were coming in from sitting on the, our patio praying mantis on the sliding door. And I was like, Oh man, this is huge transformation. This is going to be amazing. And then there's the shooting happen, waking up to just the most awful news. And after hours of just checking in to make sure people were okay, I remember significantly just sliding to the floor crying, thinking that could have easily been us. Like we're born and raised in Vegas. Yeah. It's so close to home. So many people I know were there. We need to stop playing it safe. I need to stop playing it safe and stop playing it so small. And this is our opportunity to bring Vegas and our community more close than ever before. And then the immediate thought went, well, who's going to want to come to an event now? Everyone, it, it's so scary. That's the last thing on their mind, but it was amazing because it wasn't. Right, right. And we got to be able to raise money for a girl that was shot there that mm -hmm. had a personal relationship with and got our community there. We had almost like 150 people at that event. And I was like, this is what people need. Yeah. And that was just the catalyst and the movement that really launched be that one percent into a, a, a very well-known brand in the Las Vegas community and showcasing it in a beautiful light that really does want to impact more people's lives in a good way. And now at all of our events, we do something to give back philanthropically to our community mm -hmm. as well. That is really beautiful. And that's, I mean, even you having that revelation on that night, that night was that day, that night was tragic. And then just knowing someone, me, knowing so many people that went to Thrive, I went to Thrive like the year before, and I was thinking about going to that one. And then I just watched as everyone's weekend was so exciting. And then at the end, it was like that and people were stuck in hotels and it was crazy. But for you to recognize, and I think that's the power of people that are like here committed to their, their gift and their mission is that the, the most tragic things happen. It's just another reminder that like we have this opportunity, like we're alive, like let's not take it for granted. And I love that you um, were just like rising to that occasion. Both of you. Yes. And then had that so event. So much of us, yeah. want, we wanted it. I was like, I think we should cancel. I think we should postpone because that's the fear-based talking. Yeah. But the be that 1% part of me was like, no, you need to do what 99% people won't and actually make it happen. Figure out a way to get in front of more people to share your message and get people there. Like they need this. We need this. And like, it's just constantly remembering your why. So you don't give up. And the why yeah. for us is so much bigger than us. And that's what propels it forward. I love that. Just that question too is, am I willing to do like what 99% of the people won't do? Because sometimes even for me, there's things where when I'm comfortable, I'm like, but that seems like outrageous or a little bit ridiculous or scary. But then if we rephrase that and just ask, all right, if I really want to be the 1% <laughs> and if, if I'm willing to just do what 99% of the people would other people would judge as crazy or ridiculous or, you know, too scary or too uncomfortable. That's just such a good way to like put yourself in a category <laughs> and it doesn't feel as, I don't know. I feel like it's a, it's a rephrase or a re, um, a reimagine for me. Yeah. And I feel like you work a lot with women that do have their own brand or their own platform of some way or some sense. Yeah. And it, it's or they just want to. It, yeah. Or want to. And it's just making sure you're living, living in integrity with what you represent. And especially with having a brand that that's, that, that is so strong in that way. It's just constantly checking in to be and challenging yourself to live in integrity with everything you talk about and everything that you teach about. If I'm going to teach it, I better be walking the talk just as strong. And so I, I call myself out when I'm, I've have those like playing small moments come up in my mind because they come yeah. up every day. And I'm yeah. like, come on, Amanda, come it, on. <laughs> it's just the mind. Like the mind is so crazy and it presents so much to us. 
And I think that that's important for anyone that's just listening. And, and that's why I love that you're sharing all that. But I know that's like what your brand is about. You share the the ups, the downs, the like, oh my God, I was feeling like this, but then I did that. And that's that authentic piece that you're teaching and do it like you and what you're saying about the comparison. I mean, comparison is what gets so, so many people not to start. Mm-hmm. And I know even for me where I get into that comparison mode and it would just be like a week or something, I realized I don't feel myself or in my power. And I'm like, wait a minute. I just got totally caught up in the way someone else is doing something in a way that other people think it should be. And I'm just like, let me just go back to like doing what feels right for me because it just feels free there. Yeah. And I have to honor you in that because like you're always checking into like what feels right for you. Not like what, you know, maybe popular or anything like that. Like you and James met, James is my husband, um, met at Chris Harder's mastermind and you were in there for just a moment and you're like, you know what? I feel what's right for me is doing more intimate experiences and more personal coaching. So you transitioned out of that and you did what was right for you. Yeah. And so that's really hard for people to do is like, well, I've already did, did this or committed to that. And it's like, who do you owe but you? Oh my God, that was so, and that was so hard, but it's so funny. I just interviewed Chris like um, just this past week and we had an amazing talk and I love Chris and I'm like still getting value from that mastermind. Like, look, I have you on here now. I'm coming out and I'm going to be speaking at your event. Um, I am like great friends with Sarah and I was talking to Dr. Jen Chrisman the other day and Tracy, like I have such great relationships to it, but I mean, it was so hard mm-hmm. to say no to things. Like it does feel uncomfortable. I can even feel it like the way it felt. Um, so I just want to share that with anyone that thinks that it's like, I'm just like, this doesn't feel good. I'm just leaving by it's hard <laughs> to do it too. But that's part of the thing of honoring, you know, my soul, whatever I'm here to do, it's always guiding me. And I know when I'm not in alignment with it mm-hmm. and, you know, so just following that journey, wherever the hell it leads us. Yeah. And I mean, in order to even hear that and to feel that, like we have to be taking the time for the practice of it. Yes. So that when those moments come up, when it's not in alignment and we might hear it in the back of our head or we might feel it and we're not really sure what that is. It's like the ones that have been doing the inner work that show up for them every single day in their meditation or their journal reflection, or just allowing themselves to feel everything that they actually go through in the day or allow themselves to feel how it's making their body feel and actually tune into that. That's when like you come up into moments and you hit a bit of resistance and you, you check in and ask yourself, how does this making me feel right now? Because normally I am not like a feeling based person. This stuff does not come easy to me because um, growing up, like I, I just tuck things under the rug and pretend it doesn't exist and just figure it out myself. Like I'm yeah. a, I'm like the oldest of three girls and, um, my dad grew up without like a dad. And so kind of just had to figure out things on his own. And then my mom grew up, um, really hardcore Mormon. And so like just communicating feelings didn't happen in my family and being the oldest, like I just, figured it out. Like my parents would know that I had a boyfriend after I already had a boyfriend, not even that I liked someone. I'd be like, Hey, can he come over? He's my boyfriend now. So like we talked about sex with like a, putting a book on my bed. Like this is how yeah. we communicated. So I didn't know how to communicate or understand my feelings in any way. And the older I got, like I didn't understand them. And anything that was painful, I would just push it under the rug, pretend it didn't exist and just move on, mask it with surrounding myself with other people, you know, trying to be the life of the party, just extremely extrovert. So I didn't know how to deal with anything that was really hard because I just thought like, Oh, I'm a positive person. Um, very optimistic. Why dwell in the negativity? Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I didn't really understand how to even deal with any emotions that I was feeling. And then one thing that I, I talk to people about is like, Maybe you feel happy right now, but could you imagine the level of happiness you could feel if you allow yourself to heal from everything that's ever hurt you? Yeah, that's powerful. That's really powerful. Or every negative feeling that you've ever felt, like just actually letting it move through you and accept it. And so that's been like the journey of self-love is just accepting everything, you know, as it is and not judging it. Because when you judge it, you just, it, it just keeps coming at you in a new way, in a new way until, you know, you, you, you've circled around back to this issue 20 times and you're just like, why isn't this going away? But it keeps showing up as something different. And that's <laughs> yeah. like, that's where the harmony part comes in with your harmonious hustle is like finding that harmony within you and listening within to figure out like, okay, who are you? What is it that you want? 
and what's in harmony with you and what is not because yeah. if you're not listening to within if you're not practicing that on a daily basis like when the hard stuff comes like you're going to do what you've always done suppress that's true. And, and anything that's like your, your go-to little like kink or the way that you like, you know, duck or run or hide. And I love, I love all of that. Like it's imagine what it would feel like, how much you could, how much happiness you could feel if you just healed or let go of all the things that were hurting. And there's so much that we pick up on that is like on the internet. I mean, living in this the space, especially like we work on the internet. I don't know how much, are you on the internet? Like, do you have blocks that you spend on the internet or you, do you just go on and like do your social media shares? Like, how do you do your business? Cause I feel like when it comes to self-love and, and women, like even for me, I'm getting better at like what really works for me on social media. <laughs> no. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I do more, I'm so bad on Facebook. I'll go on there like twice a week. And oh, wow. I know it's so bad, but I'm mainly on Instagram. Okay. Mainly on Instagram. And if there's like an account that makes me feel a certain way, I used to unfollow it, but now I actually look at it and I, I and I, and I actually, that's cause it's another way of suppressing an emotion. If like, you don't want to in the beginning stages when you're just trying to do you unfollow everything that like triggers you or makes you feel uneasy until you can get yourself to a place to where you can see that and acknowledge it and detach yourself from it and ask yourself, why is this making me feel this way? Like there's always another level to go. There's always a new healing. So in the beginning stages, I like started, I unfollowed everything that would, that wasn't positive, that wasn't impacting me in a positive way or people that like, I didn't really care to see or interact with online. But now, now I let those things back in because I can, I can handle confronting them and facing them and seeing what it brings up in me. Cause that's in the next stage of healing and discovering the emotions that I feel. I really like, love that. That's a powerful thing for people that are just in the space of like, just block and just get it out. And sometimes you do have to block like some, the jerks on the internet that are showing up in your inbox or something. But I think that there's so much power in just getting clear on why do you even really feel that way? Like you said, that's such a good point. Yeah. I mean, what is it bringing up to you in you? If there's a, a feeling of rage or jealousy or insecurity, like why is that, why are, why are you allowing that to trigger you and allowing that to come up? Cause something isn't healed there. Right. And there's, there's something in the past that like you need to work through and it's coming up in this moment to show you that you haven't worked through it yet. And this I, needs healing. I um, shared this, like, I think on a Facebook live uh, for any of you guys that listen to my Facebook lives, but I shared this not too long ago that I said I was so triggered by a film and it was because like, I didn't turn it off. Probably feels before Bali. I probably would have turned it off. Just the space I was in was different, but after Bali, I felt the like discomfort was so strong. And I was like, it's just a part of me. I haven't yet learned to love yet. Let me like, just be with it. Um, Because of the topic, I knew what it was. So I want to ask you, if you're willing to share, like, where is it still hard for you to, to love yourself or where do you still, are you still learning? One thing that I'm working on this year is trust and like being able to hear her. I call her, her, like my higher self and being able to connect to her and really hear her and trust her. Mm. Um, because that's like, I've, I've really learned that there's, there's levels of insecurity in me that like question, am I capable? Yeah can I actually make happen what it is that I want to happen? Like if I look back in my history of things, like it looks like I change courses so much in that I'm unstable or have instability or can't provide. And like, then if you change the story and it's like, were you changing courses so much because, because you were just had no idea who you were, were you actually changing courses because you were taking action and being courageous on the things that you wanted to go for in life when most people would just stay the same? Yeah. And there's just, there's always a different perception to look at it. So I'm, I'm really working on the self-love parts of rewriting the stories of anything that makes me feel inferior to who I actually am. That's because who we all are is freaking powerful people. Yeah. And yeah, there's the insecurities that are just there to try and protect us, to keep us safe because they love us so much. Mm. But at the end of the day, they don't serve our greatness. (laughs) That's so good. They really don't. So I'm just really working on rewriting some of those old stories for me and then really stepping into trust, but trusting the feminine parts of me because I've gotten everywhere I have so far working really hard on my masculine, leading from my masculine. Someone asked me how I'm feeling. I would be, I would 
tell them like my day, but I wouldn't talk about any emotion. And so now I'm really starting to work on the emotional parts and the, the more feminine aspects of me and letting go of the hows and the strategies and stepping more into trust. And that is a whole nother level, a whole nother level of self-love of being able to actually listen within and trust what I hear and trust what I feel and know that it's there to protect me and serve me and love me and not lead me astray. How, how has this like whole, just you allowing this part of you, um, impacted your relationship with James like in James is very like in his like I feel like very healthy masculine so um I'm just curious like because if you were leading in that space and you were all there and then now you're like I'm just gonna let go of the strategies I'm gonna just go and that's how I am I mean I have some strategy right but I'm not like that's not the dominant thing my feeling good is everything um so yeah I'm just curious like how has that unfolded so everything kind of got triggered Uh, when James went on this trip to Peru in December. And for those of you that do a lot of inner work and self-love work, the one thing people don't talk about is the more you tune into you, the more triggered you get. And like you were just talking, you got triggered by a film or triggered by social media, triggered by people or triggered by family. So anything that happens in your environment, like you actually feel all of it when you're practicing feeling. (laughs) You're more sensitive. You're so much more sensitive. And so learning how to navigate that is extremely important. And so when James went to Peru, he did this warriors retreat led by a good friend of ours, Brandon Collinsworth. And um, I think the link for this retreat is warriorretreat.org. It's an amazing retreat. I think it's 18 days. Yeah, he's going to come on the uh, podcast. Oh, and he's going to talk all about it. Okay, cool. (laughs) So yeah, Um, he'll be on. So I was like, James had been wanting me to go with him. I was like, I just feel that you need to do this for you and you need to go on this adventure for you. And he did. And he left and he got to be just James. And this was the long, we've been together eight years, married for two and a half and have a business. That's our baby. And Rose. We do everything together. (laughs) Yes. We have a dog, Rose, that (laughs) Rose is six. So she's been our child for six years. (laughs) Those dog moms out there. So this time period he was gone was the longest we'd ever been apart. Like we had been gone for, like apart from a week, but 18 days, different time, time zone. Yeah. That was a really long time. And not to mention there's not a really good Wi-Fi there. And there was a, like almost a week we didn't talk when he was in the jungles, like no connection, yeah. hoping that he's there and hoping that he's safe. When we would talk, like we try and FaceTime and that would cut out within two minutes. So I would say the time that he was gone, we talked a total of an hour if you combined everything. So going, being around someone so much and then them leaving and me just being at home, holding down the fort and just being me, that made me look at a lot of things of me being alone with just me Mm -hmm. and being able to sit with just me and who is Amanda as just her. And a lot of these things came up and I realized like how dependent I was or still like I'm working on this, but how dependent I am on my husband for a lot of different things. Yeah. How dependent I am on financially for my husband and everything we do together. And that like just stirred up a lot of different things in me. And so when he came home, really looking at our relationship and deciding how do we want to move forward, structuring our relationship, because I don't want to feel like I need you. I want to feel like I want you. And in our business, we had in our, our whole year, couple years of building our business, this is how the priority was. It was biz- anything the business needed first, then anything James needed because he was the talent we would sacrifice for, then anything our relationship, and then anything left was for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize I was doing that to myself at all even though I was putting my, my self-love time and my morning routines first and working on my little things that I wanted for me, but anything I needed would be left on the back burner. And I didn't realize that. And so there was a lot of things that needed to change in our relationship. So that was, those are things that we've been working on. And then for me to be able to speak up and share with him how I'm feeling on yeah. a whole nother intimate level, even though we thought we were doing good, there's just another level to get there even stronger But whenever he's feeling anything, he tells me, okay, normally I would tell, I would say, James, you're being stupid. Don't think about that. Don't put yourself that in your head. And I'd never tell you, but now that we're, we're sharing more with each other, 
and we're expressing more, which is the feminine side. He's like, here's the projections of how I'm feeling. Here's my projection of my masculine trying to protect me right now. And I know this is a projection. And I was like, you're right. It is because this part right now, what we're talking about has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with me and how I'm feeling. Mm. And like, here's what I need from you. And here's the support I need from you. And if he's even talked about like in the past, if there's ever anything negative going on, he'd be like, well, I don't want to live in the negative. I just want to be in the positive. So can we just forget that and move on? So it's really let us look at things in a whole spectrum. And even if they're negative or, you know, not the greatest emotions or feelings like, okay, let's work through it and let's talk about it. Even though we are positive, optimistic people, like we can still feel these negative things and let's move, let's talk about these things and move on with them together. So that's kind of how it's really helped balancing the feminine and masculine because in our business, I would say I was more of the masculine leader. And now I'm having him step more into that masculine role too. So we're learning how to balance these feminine and masculine roles together in a more of a harmonious way. Mm, Definitely. That's good. That's really good. And I love, I mean, you guys are such a great couple because you guys both just support each other. And, you know, like I see James will support your events. You're supporting his event. And, you know, this is just for all of you ladies out there that are settling in crappy relationships. <laughs> can we, I always remind that whenever I can, just because, um, A, it was me, and I know there's just still so many women that are in that space, but um, it's just so beautiful when we do drop into that space where we can feel safe, just mm-hmm. sharing and, and saying this is how I feel doesn't mean that it's me, mm-hmm. is really, that's just such a beautiful form of self-love. I love that you're just stepping out and sharing all those things you need now. Yeah. And like before, like, and here's the hard part was like, I didn't want James to think anything was wrong, especially when he's coming back from Peru. And what was hard was like, he missed my birthday because my birthday's in December and he proposed to me on my birthday. So my birthday's like a, an anniversary in a way, like a very special day. And he was in Peru and had missed it. So that was really hard. And then I was already dealing with all of these like identity things and really feeling like I wanted to step out on my own. And then how do I share that with him? And then the holidays happen and Christmas and the new years. And then he's already very intuitive and he picks up on my energy. So I felt like I was having to mask my mask. And if anyone has ever masked a mask, you know how overwhelming it would make you feel to know something's wrong inside you and know something's like funky and out of whack because you're struggling with your own identity Mm-hmm. And then having to sh- go through that and figure it out and not be able to put it into words, but then feel like hide it from your family and your friends and your significant other. I started getting anxiety attacks and I had never understood what anxiety had meant until these past three months. Yeah. Well, that's great I, for your teachings. Oh my God. But I was like, and it was funny because I had been asking, you know, the universe to like challenge me in new ways. And I was oh like, but wait, <laughs> <laughs> like not this way. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Okay. But like just chest palpations, heart palpations that I'd never felt before, like yeah, w- like walking out of my bathroom and falling to my knees and like felling like I almost was having a heart attack. Yeah. And then I was like, oh God, those are anxiety attacks because yeah. just suppressing all of this anxiousness and worrying about the future and like what my husband will think or what other people will think of me and like all of this stuff. And I, I was giving myself so much anxiety and James will attest to this. He's like, maybe we should take you to a doctor. Cause I would just start having these crazy heart palpations. And one night I was so scared to go to sleep. Cause I was like, what if I don't wake up? Like I'm really nervous and scared. And I got sick for two weeks straight. I looked like a hot mess. I was breaking out all over my cheeks and stress bumps. And it was like one foot on the gas, one foot on the break and I was just running out of gas and steam trying to mask all of my emotions and trying to play one role, but not wanting it. And that's when I just like wrote down everything I needed to talk to about James because I knew I was going to be so emotional, letting him know yet again, what I'm feeling. And like, sometimes as women, like we'll try and just hide it and tuck it away and like deal with it in a way that we understand and how to, and we're trying to process things on our own, but there's Mm -hmm. so much process. There's so much power in processing processing things out loud. Yeah. (laughs) And like putting it down on paper. So then you don't sound so crazy and then actually talking to it with other people and it just helps you feel normal and that you're, you're not crazy for thinking or feeling the things that you feel because we're always going through these identity shifts and these identity crisis. And I just did a self-love workshop on Sunday and I was like, you guys, if you're not going through identity crises, then you're not growing. 
there's something wrong here because we are always growing. Like we're stepping into new identities every single season, every single chapter. And who you used to be is not who you are now. And in the future, it's not going to be who you are now either. So like, it's normal to question who you are, what do you want? What makes you happy? Do you love this person? Do you not? Like, there's just so many things to question in our lives that it's normal to go through these little identity shifts. Totally. I mean, uh, preach on that one. (laughs) You know, identity, the thing is, and it feels so unsettling. I was actually going through that in January myself. I felt like there were so many people going through that, like (laughs) half of January, you know, but also you have to know for when, someone, you know, James had his own inter- integration, I'm sure from something like Peru, especially for 18 days, but you know, you two being so close, it's going to impact you. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the thing. And that's why I love you guys have such a conscious relationship and um, that when we choose to grow and then when we're so close with people, I mean, we just, it's just, we're on a journey <laughs> and, and that's what's there. Um, yeah. But you know, Hey, maybe it's time for you to go on the girls version of Peru in July with us. Indeed. Oh, dang. Yeah. yeah. I actually just got, I actually just got back. I did like an eight, eight day trip to California by myself. Yeah. I saw, I saw some of the, the meditation and stuff. It looked beautiful. Yeah. So I, um, did, I went to Corona Del Mar, stayed there at my cousin's, um, place by the beach for six days and then two days in the middle of it, completely spontaneously decided to join Alyssa Nabriga's uh, mastermind with women. So I, she was like, well, the weekend starts this weekend in California. I was like, well, great. I'm already out here. So wow. just kind of pivoted and showed up to her place for a couple of days. And that was definitely what my soul needed. And that was, again, just practicing trust. I love that. Just practicing trust. And like at the end of it, was just so nervous to drive back home and come back to Vegas and be like, okay, let me put into practice into action and everything that like I just went through and all of the emotional things that I just went through and let me now integrate them into like going back into real life again. And I think we need these little moments or little trips to ourselves so that we can just tune into us and make sure that we are hearing us because our lives get so busy in our day to day. And um, yeah, our space just gets so familiar. So when you shock your system doing something new, you, you know, it, it'll really tune into itself and you create that, that space to listen. So you can like tune out to tune into you. I love that. And that's why, I mean, I think some people question whether or not, like I get this all the time. It's like with people when they're on the fence with coaching with me, they're like, do I really have the money? Can I do it? And, or can I come up with it? And I know even for me in the past where you, you like question, like, do I really need this? Like, can I be okay without it? There's nothing that you really need, but there is something that changes when we say yes to a big change. Like we like interrupt those patterns. We are willing to see differently. And I just love that you were already in California. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to join this mastermind. I'm just going to go for the weekend, you know, but that's the magic. That's where magic happens. So yeah. And it was a six month program and it just happened to start that weekend. And I was like, okay, one could be like, Amanda, you're crazy. And the other part was like, figure out a way, make it happen. Like you already see yourself as being there. Like, this is fine. And the thing is, it's not, it's not like the coach or anything or the program. It's that you're actually just saying yes to yourself. Yeah. And when you're not, it's that you've talked yourself out of what it is that you really want. I, I totally agree. It's like, there's something in yeah. that permission that just feels expansive and exciting and I feel like it always serves me. Like it always serves me. There's always, even if it's something I'm like, ah, I I didn't really love that. There's a lesson even in that. And especially for us that are teaching and guiding others, Mm -hmm. like we have to practice flexing that muscle. So, um, totally, but that leads us into you. And I love that you went through this whole, you went through this whole transformation, right? Like this whole, you just shared some of these more intimate things and these, you know, revelations and where it's led you. But I truly believe that we are always gifted everything that we need to feel and see to make us better teachers. And we're all teachers in some way, shape, or form. But you actually do have a business helping and supporting women with living in their authenticity and loving themselves. And you have this beautiful event coming up, Joyride, Mm -hmm. which I'm going to be speaking at. Um, So I'm so excited to play in Vegas. But tell us what to expect there. Because we already said that we're not like, you know, talking about going to get massages and stuff like that. It's going way deeper. So give us a little taste of what that would be like. 
Yeah. So Joyride is a two-day self-love event for women that are wanting to just refuel, reconnect, and remember who they truly are. And honestly, start creating some real, authentic connection within and with other like-minded women. Like the whole weekend is about you being able to connect within within you and figuring out who you are and actually stepping into that. And even if you know who you are, there's always another deeper level to go. And maybe you're wanting some clarity on something or you're wanting to uh, tune into a certain part of you or get some questions answered and you just need the space for you to be with you. Like this is the type of weekend that I've created. And it's more of like a, a very intimate experience, like very more trans transformational uh event i would say and like the women that i've connected with when we did our last one left just feeling like the words that were described were grounded in who they are it wasn't like a motivational high or you're high on life it was just super grounded in who you are finally feeling like at peace where they're at along their journey they're no longer judging it or resisting it or questioning it they just feel really at peace with where they're at and they just felt more connected to themselves and connected to the women that were in there that they wanted to make sure that they were keeping these relationships and the most beautiful Mm -hmm. thing that i've seen the relationship building, not only to yourself, because you have your relationship with yourself that needs to be cultivated just the same way that needs to be cultivated with other people. So you're cultivating that relationship with you, but then you're cultivating this relationship with other like-minded, higher thinking women that are there for the same reason. And there's so much power in being around other like-minded women that are thinking at a higher level, that want higher and better things for themselves, that are willing to show up for themselves. Because then when you're in that energy and you're in that environment, it makes you show up for all of you. And it makes you put down, you, you put down those walls and you become more intimate with yourself and you become more intimate with the people and the women that are in that space. And just seeing what it's done for women in the past, like Last year I gave, uh, we got a sponsor that donated like a hundred books of Lori Harder's uh, Tribe Called Bliss. And so gave those to the women and they started their own book clubs and would start tagging me. And then um, one of my favorite stories is these two women met at Joyride. They both had similar backgrounds, similar history, and literally they're in each each other's weddings this week, or one is getting married this year and they invite us to her wedding. But the other one's literally in her wedding. And they just met last year at Joyride. And I was just like, that is, I love that. And I love seeing that. And I love seeing the friendships that are, that are built and created out of it. And I love getting tagged in like couples date nights. Like those things are so cute from the women that had met at Joyride. And now like their significant others are getting to meet other like-minded men just because they decided to go to an event for themselves. Like it's the community building atmosphere that ultimately I'm trying to create. And then the goal is to take Joyride on the road because the problem that I'm trying to solve is you leave your home, you leave your city to go to an event. You have an amazing time. Maybe you go with a girlfriend, maybe you don't, but you have an amazing time at this event and you meet all, you encourage yourself to get outside your comfort zone and meet all of these amazing women at the event. You connect, you share each other's stories, you share each other's numbers, social media handles, and then you go back home and no one understands what you just went through. You're a completely different person from when you left. And now all the women you just connected with are only connected with you through a screen and through a phone. And they can't, you can't go and get coffee with them. You can't go and get lunch with them. Maybe you can connect and fly and do a vacation together, but they're not there in the day-to-day. I want to take Joyride on the road. This is the vision. Take Joyride, Joyride on the road to different cities and connect with other influencers and other leaders in those cities and bring Joyride to the women of those cities so that that way we market it to the locals and we connect with the locals. So now you're meeting other local women within your community and you go home and they're still there. You can go pop up to your local Starbucks or whatever coffee shop or whatever lunch place or whatever yoga class and take actually be there with each other. So the ultimate goal is, is Joyride is a, it's a Joyride. Like we're taking it on the road and on the journey and we're coming to you so that you don't have to leave and you don't have to go, where do I meet women? Like, that's such an awkward thing. Like, how do I find more like-minded women? And that's this problem that I'm trying to solve for a lot of them. I feel that like even me being in Philadelphia now, I went on like a little soul cycle date with one of the women that I know from a while back. But I was like, I was looking up these women's clubs, like social clubs and business clubs. And I was just like, 
man, I'm looking for something because I know I can just join a mastermind online, but I've been doing that. Like yeah. I have amazing people that live all over and I want to meet with some people that live here that are also going all in on their business that have super high standards when it comes to their life and their potential. So anyway, I'll probably end up starting something because nothing was like speaking to me. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess like I have to start my own, but it was just interesting because it is awkward and it is hard. It's like dating, you know? Yeah. Um, but we have to be willing because you can't complain about it if you're not going to do something about it. So Oh, I talk about that all the time. And like when women actually, men and women, when they actually show up for themselves at like a small workshop that we'll do. Um, and I'm like, can you just acknowledge and be proud of yourself right now that you actually showed up today? Because this isn't easy to get outside of your own comfort zone and show up for you and not know what's going to happen or not know who you're going to meet or not know what you're going to have to do during this workshop. Like be proud in the fact that you showed up for you because all of us want different things and we want new friends and we want to make sure that we're challenged and we want to go to the next level. But yet all we do is we want it in the back of our mind while we're sitting on the couch watching Netflix on a Saturday night. Like, right. And like, and that's like, the reality of it. And it's like, we don't put ourselves in the environments enough to create and cultivate those relationships. And then it's just the process of asking yourself, okay, what can I get involved in? Where would these people that I want to connect with go? Where do right. they show up? And am I willing to put myself out there? And not right. a lot of us are willing because it's scary and we get in our own heads. But when we just identify the fear is that we're just nervous to meet new people, then it's like, okay, well, let, let me go DM someone that I follow that I like and see if they'll be willing to meet for coffee instead of going to a big meetup. Like yeah. that's what I would suggest first. And that's what I always suggest to people. I'm like, hey, I'm here for coffee. DM. I never turn down a coffee date because yeah. I know I can learn from someone that's just so new be along their journey. Yeah. I do. I do turn them down, even though I do want to meet more people, but I am just, it's the balance of me with family, with my daughter. And then with business, it's like, I feel like more and more I need, that's why I was asking about social media, not about being triggered, but that's my oh. own place where I'm learning is just how much energy I really need to myself. That's not with me holding my phone with me, not sharing value with other people. <laughs> like, you know, cause I love it, but it's yeah. also just like this balance of what do you need right now? And, um, you know, every season needs something different, but it's so beautiful that you said that because even that reminds me is like when I'm starting this thing, it's like, yeah, just reach out to the people. And a lot of people, um, are really open. Like even with this podcast, there's people that I've been inviting, um, and you just never know who you're going to meet just in that. So it's just trusting what feels good, I guess. Yeah, totally. And especially, um, something that helped me a lot on my Instagram is putting my location of Las Vegas, Nevada on my Instagram. So you people can see where I'm at because, um, I think when you can see where someone's at, if you follow and then they realize like they're in the same hometown as you, they're more inclined to reach out. And I've had women reach out like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're actually in Vegas in my hometown. Like I'd love to connect and meet you. Like in it, I've, I've just seen that help. So if, um, for people that do have their own brands or businesses or anything along those lines that you want to reach out or you want to get connected with more people in your hometown. If you're open to it, to put your location on, to turn it on, on your social media, that way people can see where you're at. Yeah. That's, that's that makes sense. And um, also just, I know we're going to put the links down, but for your event, what's oh, the, yes. yeah, just share the dates and the, I think it's joyride.com, but I'll let you confirm. Yeah. I know. I just talked about what Joyride is and I got take, I just get carried away in like the stories of the impact. They're just no, my favorite. Both of us. So I'm like going along with you. <laughs> I'm like, wait, we need to, we need to share. I'm so sorry. Okay. So Joyride uh, is March 23rd and 24th. That's a Saturday and Sunday and it's in Las Vegas. I'm born and raised in Las Vegas. That's my hometown. And Nicole's from here. A lot of her story took place here. And that's why yeah. I asked her to come share the stage with me and drop her wisdom. And I'm excited for everything that you're going to be bringing to. Uh, she's going to be speaking in the Dharma portion of Joyride. So Joyride's broken down into four main pillars. The, the first day, morning half is um, Maya, which stands for the illusions of our mind. So we're going to break down the illusions of our mind and challenge you about what is real, what's not. Then we step into the afternoon, which is Dharma, which is your truth. 
-hmm. and Nicole will be kind of diving into that part. Then we come back on in the morning of day two, we start off with some yoga and we transition into Shava or Bodhi, sorry, which is awakening to your greatest self. And then we end with Shava, which is the living of your greatest self. Mm -hmm. And we really break down what it looks like. And we do a lot of future pacing and manifesting your future highest, greatest self and letting that person step into you now. So when you leave, you are leaving completely grounded within. So that is March 23rd, 24th in downtown Las Vegas. The website is joyride.events. Um, so if you just go there, all of the different information and tickets are available for that event. And we'll give you a little promo code. If you guys type in Nicole, you'll get $50 off your tickets. I love it. And don't forget the H guys. I know. <laughs> so many people write me and I think it's just autocorrect and they write me with N-I-C-O-L-A and I'm like, wait, it's Nicole. And one of my friends told me that um, we were like disconnected for a while. I moved and all these things. She was like, I was searching you for so long, but I, you weren't, I couldn't find you, but there's an H in your name. I know. But, I'm sure if as a kid, yeah. you're just like Nicole with an H. <laughs> I could never get the little license plates at like the amusement parks. I could never do the things, but um, no, I love that. And guys, I want to just remind you, you can't go. I, I really don't feel like if you want to meet more people and like you're craving connection and a deeper connection to yourself, I don't think that like people that say, well, I already went to this event this year. I'm going to this event. I don't think you can go to too many. You know that it's too many when you feel like you're not implementing or not growing from them, mm-hmm. but just be open to what really happens. And I would say that in those rooms, the, sometimes the shifts don't happen right there. Like they happen, they keep unfolding. Like you never know. It's, I love watching that just like as the years pass, like how many things have shifted from just like different things I've gone to and also people that have gone to mind. So come mm-hmm. and join us and play with us in Vegas. And I'm excited because this just feels like a, like a full circle moment of like me. I mean, obviously I've done all these things, but going to Vegas, I haven't done anything like this in Vegas yet. And yeah, my, I have a lot of history in Vegas and it's a lot of triggering stuff in Vegas. So this will be good to put like a happy imprint, more happy imprint, more good stuff in there too. Totally, totally. And I, I'm glad to be able to be connecting with you and collaborating with you on this because I think we talked, I think, gosh, six months ago about how I can help you bring your message to Vegas. And I was willing to even just like put together a completely different event just for you to like be able to like, share your message because that's all what I'm about is like women and men that are willing to step into their light. Like, let me help you. Yeah. Let me help you get in front of whatever I can do. Like, let me help you. So that's, I mean, that's what I'm all about. And I, I'm, I'm all about like the intimate experiences this year. I've gone to the big events, you know, I love Lori Harder's The Bliss Project, but sometimes when you have the five, 600 women in there, it's a lot. And so having the more intimate experiences when there's like a hundred, 150 women, you leave literally having connected with every single face in that room. Yeah. And those are the experiences that I love. And if I need to put more of them on and keep to be able to keep the small numbers, I totally will because I believe in the power of the transformation and the quality, not necessarily like the quantity. So yeah, I, yeah. I love that too, because they're in that moment of actually seeing other people's where and allowing ourselves to be seen. Mm-hmm. It's like really what's so powerful about these events. So yeah, a hundred people is really great because you can see everyone's face when you look out, out, out there, you know? So I love that. But I want to thank you, Amanda, for making time to hop on and share your story and just sharing so openly and um, just all that stuff. So guys, if you haven't already pull open your phone, screenshot this, share it. Cause it just really means a lot to me. And I love for my guests to hear what you loved about this. Like, let us know your takeaway and go over to Instagram. And of course, follow Amanda. Is it still do it at do it like you? Yeah. Do it like okay. you do it like you. And just let that little mantra stick into your head <laughs> every time you keep thinking. So you can type it in, follow her and check out all the good stuff she's doing. Amanda, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nicole. I'm so very honored to be on Harmonious Hustle. I love everything about what you're doing, everything you stand for. So I'm very, very grateful to be on your podcast today. Thanks, love. And there you have it, my friends. I want to know, what's your favorite takeaway from today's show? 
I love when you share your highlights from the show. Be sure to tag me when you share so I can give you a proper shout out. If you haven't already, subscribe. And while you're there, rate and review because your feedback, it really means the world to me. Until next time, remember to harmonize your hustle. Oh, 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 o